Welcome to There's a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell and I'm an exercise physiologist. The purpose of the Method to the Madness is get to what really works in physical fitness using scientific principles and trying to weed through what doesn't work. Before I get into today's podcast, let me thank Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 270 five-star reviews on Zillow, and they are consummate professionals. He's got a great staff there, ladies and gentlemen. I'll put his information in the show notes. All right, today we're going to talk about different types of sets for strength training. Now, this is an area of strength training that I love. Like I love coming up with different kind of workouts for people. And sometimes just changing the set strategy is a huge difference in somebody's workout. And if you've listened to this podcast a lot, you know that I'm big on trying to make sure everybody knows that strength training doesn't have to suck. Strength training doesn't have to be boring. Strength training can be relatively fun. And really, if you're like most humans, you need to mix it up a little bit or it gets kind of boring. That's not true for everybody. Some people love to keep it super, super consistent and the same. And I know who those folks are. And, uh, you know, I basically um, keep it the same because I want to keep them motivated. And it's not that they overly fight me, but they just seem to never be happy if I move things around, change things around a little bit, the order, different exercises. Some people just like to keep things so consistently the same. And using my psychology degree, I know I have to kind of do what is best to keep the person as motivated as possible and do the best work they can do. And we're going to do the best work in a workout that we like and feel most comfortable in. All right. But for today, I want to talk about all these different types of sets or the main ones. There's more than I'm going to talk about here. There's an infinite number of different ways and programs to do. That might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but there are hundreds of different ways. And uh, I'm going to cover the main ones. So, Let me first start out with the first tried and true method called straight sets. All right, get out your pencils. Straight sets. Straight sets means that you're doing the same amount of sets, the same amount of reps, and the same load. So straight sets would be, for example, three sets of 10, three sets of eight, three sets of 12, two sets of 15, four sets of five. That would be straight sets. It's a tried and true approach. It works. It is very simple. Um, Again, a few examples might be, and it can be different reps, different sets, but it's straight on each exercise that you do. And you take the same amount of time in between. And an example might be you're doing three sets of 10 on the leg press at 180 pounds with a minute break. That would be straight sets. Another would be four sets of five on a chest press and you're using say 90 pounds and you're taking two minute break. 
So that would be examples of straight sets. So what's the method to the madness? The pros are it's very simple and it's easy to record. A lot of people record the workouts and it's simple to record. They have charts maybe already made. If not, it's easy to write in their journal. So simplicity is good and it works. And you're going to find that when I talk about each and every one of these sets, they all work. So that's, that's a given, but I'm going to say it anyway. So it's simple. The cons are it's boring. It's not boring for everybody. It's boring for me. It's boring for a lot of people because you're just kind of like doing the same thing. You do it once, you rest, you do it again, you rest. It can be a little boring. And, you know, if you're like me, you tend to start to lose your enthusiasm. All right. The second way is called a pyramid. All right. So a pyramid can go in two different directions. All right. One way to do a pyramid is, for example, let me just give you one. 10, 8, 6, 4, 2. That is the reps. 10, 8, 6, 4, 2. So that's five sets. You're starting with 10 reps and you're getting down to two. Now, so you're decreasing the reps as you go and you're increasing the load. Now, a reverse pyramid would be the opposite. Two, four, six, eight, ten. You would go heavier in the beginning, lighter at the end, less reps in the beginning, more reps at the end. That's not as, in, as common as common sense would say because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to start out really heavy before you're warmed up and get lighter. But some people will go down and then back up. So in other words, 10, 8, 6, 4, 2, Four, six, eight, ten. That's a lot of work right there. That's a lot of sets. I don't see that done too commonly. So that's one way, the, the old pyramid. So again, they all work. It's other pros are it's not as boring. It's good for strength, but it's not too overwhelming because you are getting heavy, but not all the sets are super heavy for those like trying to increase their bench press or their squat. It's very, very common. So it's not as boring, which makes it more fun for lack of a better term. And it works. The cons are it's not for everybody. You do need access to different loads and plates and things like that. I mean, so like if you're working out at home and you have a 10 pound dumbbell and an eight pound dumbbell set, you really can't do much of a pyramid, right? So you do need enough load to make sure that you're able to go up in weight as you go down in reps. So that's not a big drawback because a lot of people do work out at a gym. It's great both for strength and hypertrophy, which is muscular size. And, uh, you know, it's a good way to go. I'll, I'll use that sometimes with some of my younger clientele that are trying to get stronger on specific exercises like the bench press and squat and leg press and chest press and all those big boys. So it's good. It's good. All right. The third one is super sets. I love super sets. All right. So super sets can be done in a lot of different ways. Basically, anytime you're Tying two exercises together, it's kind of technically a superset. But if we're going to use the National Strength and Conditioning Association's terms of what is a superset, it's going to be one of two variables. All right. You can tie together an agonist 
and an antagonist, and that means the operative muscle group followed by its opposing muscle group. All right, so for example, quads and hamstrings, that's one way to do it. Chest and back, that's another way to do it. So that is the agonist-antagonist superset version. And another version, the second version, is simply doing polar opposite muscle groups. For example, an upper body exercise paired with a lower body exercise. All right. So that is a superset. Now, the sets can also be straight sets, meaning you do the same amount of reps on the first exercise and then the same on the second exercise, or it could be a pyramid or it can vary a little bit. The key with the superset is you go right from one to the other with hardly any rest, if any at all, and then you take a little break before you start the superset again. All right. Now, before I talk about its pros and cons, I got to add in there the giant set, which is basically you're adding in a third exercise. Now we can call that a giant set and it's more of a giant set when you're pairing the same or close to same muscle groups together. But really what it is, is a mini mini circuit where you're basically tying three exercises together. We do that a lot at the gym. All right. And I'll explain why in a second. So that's a giant set. A giant set is basically a form of a superset where you mostly add in a similar muscle group to the one you're working. And again, it could be like a mini circuit of three, sometimes four. All right. So those are versions of supersets. Again, the pros, it works. I mean, it all works if you do it. Another huge pro though, is it's very time efficient. It's a great way to do your use your rest time because if you're resting, let's say when you're doing the straight sets of three sets of 10 on the bench, like the first one I covered, all right, so that's kind of a minute or a minute and a half or whatever that you're not doing anything, which is fine if you've got time to spend at the gym and if you don't want to go anywhere else or whatever, and if you're training for your pure strength, that's fine. But a lot of people don't have as much time. One of the biggest reasons why people state that they don't work out is because they say they don't have enough time. So supersets can really, really help with that problem. The other thing that I really love, another pro is it really does keep the intensity up, at least for me, because when I tend to rest more, I kind of start to lose my enthusiasm. Supersets keep up the tempo. The, the negative is you may have to use a little bit less weight than you're used to. Like you're probably going to go a little bit lighter when you're tying two exercises together, even if it's upper and lower, because you're keeping your heart rate elevated and you're going to need a little more rest if you don't. But again, that's okay. All right. I don't really think your muscles know that much of a difference. All right. The next one is a drop set. Drop set is also called breakdowns. What they are is when you hit fatigue on your main exercise set or close to fatigue, let's say you do 10 reps and you really can't do another repetition on a leg extension, you would drop it down, up, drop the load that is down by about 30%, the studies like to say, 
and then try to continue to do three or four or five more repetitions. If you're really feeling rambunctious, you can drop it down again. So that is called a drop set. The method to the badness says the reason why it quote works, remember they all work, is because when we hit fatigue, when we hit failure, that means that we've recruited all of our fast twitch muscle fibers. So if we know about the size theory, which I'm getting ready to explain to you, it means that we recruited our slow twitch muscle fibers first. As the intensity got harder, because we're getting closer to the end of the set, we're recruiting more and more fast twitch muscle fibers. As we're recruiting those fast twitch muscle fibers, those slow twitch muscle fibers are starting to recover because that's what they do. They recover very, very fast. That's one of the things that we know about slow twitch muscle fibers. So when we drop it down 30%, we're basically attacking again the slow twitch muscle fibers. So that is a pro because it really works. It's very time efficient. It's not boring, at least not to me. You get a great pump as you get a great pump with supersets. Pump is important for a lot of people. It is for me. You get more blood in the muscles. Makes you feel good. Elevates your mood. The cons are with the drop sets is, you know, that can be very taxing on the muscles. So you may need more recovery. And if you do nothing but drop sets all the time, you most likely will get stale. And stale is a precursor to overtraining. And you have to watch for that. So I like drop sets. I would use them somewhat sparingly. You can use them every workout. Just don't use them for every exercise and every set. Keep it to maybe one, two tops, something like that. All right. Finally, I'm going to talk about complex sets. Complex sets are really fun. Complex sets are basically going a little bit heavier, but breaking up the repetitions. So you're not really hitting exhaustion. All right. So let's take, for example, a exercise that we choose a weight to be at the four rep maximum. Four rep maximum means that you can't do more than four reps with a given weight. So that's pretty darn heavy. What you would do with a complex set is you would break that up. So you wouldn't really go to failure with your four rep max. So for example, a lot of ways to do it, but you can do two repetitions with it and then you pair it with another exercise. But the second exercise doesn't necessarily have to be a target exercise. It could be more of a superset, which you're kind of doing a complex set on, but you're not pushing as hard as the first, or you could. But I'm really just trying to get you to understand what a complex is. So basically you do your two reps, and then you rest that particular movement by doing another movement. But then you come right back with the same load, and you do one. So now your four rep max that you originally picked, you did two the first time, you do another exercise, you come back, you do another rep. So now you're at three reps, then you go do your second exercise and then you come right back and you do three reps and then you go to your other exercise and finish. So you ended up doing six reps 
with your four rep maximum. So it's a way to train pretty heavy, but maybe not need a spotter. I mean, I always recommend a spotter, but it depends on the exercise. And you can get close to fatigue, but never really hit fatigue. Now, if you just put on your four rep maximum with the failure, believe it or not, that's going to be more taxing and require more recovery than by doing a complex set where you're doing six reps, but you're breaking it up. And that little bit of a breakup allows your adenosine triphosphate, your ATP, to start to recover a little bit. So you have a little more load. All right. That probably was the hardest to understand as I'm talking about it here. If anybody's confused, hit me up. I'll write you a complex workout. No problem. All right. So what are the pros? Pros are, of course, it's not boring. That's pretty fun for people that like to work out, right? Another pro is, again, it's really good for getting stronger because you can target pretty heavy loads without going to failure. And let's face it, a lot of times going to failure hurts, you know, not literally, but it's a lot of work. So you don't necessarily have to go to failure. You can break it up and do more repetitions with heavier load without going to exhaustion. So it's not boring. Negative is again, well, not again, this might be, uh, well, I got to also bring this up for supersets and, uh, uh, giant set. So a negative is you have to kind of own the place to do this, right? So we can do it at my gym, but like if you're at a LA fitness or planet fitness or the YMCA and you want to do a complex, I mean, I don't think anybody likes that guy that puts weight on a hammer chest press and then runs across the gym to do another set somewhere and then comes back. So, I mean, it's doable and you can tie the exercises together where you're not hogging two pieces of equipment at the same time. But depending on the time of day, it definitely makes it harder to do that. And it does make it harder to do that with supersets as well. And we never want to be a gym hog. That That's not good. So that's a negative. But if you work out where that's not a problem at home in a private gym like us or whatever, then that's not an issue. So and the other thing is, you know, it's not for everybody. So like. Um, I, I don't suggest it for people that don't care about getting maximally stronger, which means, you know, like anything less than six reps, but it is fun. It is a tool. And all of these are tools in the toolbox. There is no perfect workout. So in my notes here, as I'm reading, you know, my notes, cause I like to try to stay organized. I, you know, highlighted that, you know, no perfect workout. You have to understand that all of these things are good. And they're tools in the toolbox. And we just want to make sure that we utilize the right tool, method to the madness, for what we're trying to accomplish, right? So if we're looking for hypertrophy, I mean, again, all of it can work for strength and hypertrophy. But if we're mostly looking to get bigger, straight sets will work. Uh, super sets are great. Drop sets are great. Those would be like the three. If you're looking to just get stronger, which you can't. To get stronger, you got to get bigger. To get bigger, you got to get stronger. But if you're looking more on the strength side than the size side, then straight sets are good. Again, pyramids are good and complex sets, right? So we just have to like pick the right tool. For me, I use all of them. There's different days for different things and I try to use all of them. Let me think. Did I do? Yeah, I did some straight sets this week. I didn't do a pure pyramid this week, but I did like a 12-10-8. Technically, that's a pyramid. Did a lot of supersets this week. Did some drop sets this week. Uh, did a complex this morning. So I like to utilize 
all of these tools. And again, there's others. All right. So let me thank chiropractic physician, Dr. Doris Antos of Ormond Beach. She's a great chiropractor. She went to Palmer College. And if you're interested in one, I'll leave all her information in the show notes. All right. See you next time.